Be Short Now presents. Welcome everyone at the very first uh, short film conference online. Uh, my name is uh, Aneta Ozorek and I'm an artistic director of uh, Kaboom Animation Festival. And uh, let me introduce the organizer of this session. Uh, short film conference is a platform created to promote and support short film circuit. And it's uh, built uh, on the support, knowledge and exchange between more than 90 uh, festivals, uh, knowledge, no, uh, more than 90 uh, festivals, distributors, sales agents, agencies uh, from Europe and uh, all around the world. And uh, the reasons we organize this session are obvious. Um, it's about uh, current ongoing changes within the industry because uh, happening because of the coronavirus. And uh, yeah, we just decided that we don't want to be alone in this, uh, that there are already festivals who went through these changes. Uh, and we can learn uh, and we can exchange the knowledge uh, among us. Uh, and um, uh, let me start with uh, uh, introducing uh, our panelists. So the festivals which decided to change, uh, to, to share their uh, experience with us. Um, uh, Marie-Hélène Rue, uh, Festival Regard, uh, Anne Gaschut, uh, Filmfest Dresden, and Sven Schwarz, Kurzfilm Kurz uh, Festival Hamburg. And um, uh, let me also like go through very fast through the agenda. Um, we're gonna start with three 10 minutes uh, presentations of the festivals. And then uh, at the end, uh, we're gonna make a Q&A uh, part. So that's why I, I, um, uh, I, I really would like you to ask, to ask all of you to put the questions uh, into the small Q&A uh, box, which you have at the bottom of your screens. And um, the whole session will take uh, around an hour and 15 minutes. And uh, probably you are all also interested if this session will be recorded. Uh, yes, it will. And you can share it with your uh, colleagues and crews. And uh, it will be uh, shared on the Talking Shorts platform. We're going to also post the information about it uh, on our channels, on our ch uh, Facebook channels. All right, so uh, let's maybe start with the uh, first uh, panelist, uh, Marie-Hélène, are you ready? Yes. If yes, then digital floor is yours. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I will, uh, I will uh, start, start it as we started uh, this uh, little situation. So, uh, well, as you said, my name is Marie-Hélène and I'm the festival director of uh, Regard, which is in Saguenay in uh, Canada. Um, uh, regard was uh, supposed to be from 11 to uh, 15 of March. Uh, it was the uh, 24th edition of the festival and uh, we actually had a festival because it started uh, on Wednesday 11 uh, of March and we finally ended it uh, on the day after, uh, after um, noon. So uh, I will first maybe share some picture because we have picture of this edition, just to put some images on this uh, little story. And then after I will continue my uh, presentation. I guess main, like main of the people here knows about the festival. So I won't uh, spend a lot of time uh, uh, talking about the festival, but more about, 
cancelling and uh, the decision we've made. So first of all, I wanted to start with a blue sky because everything was looking really great uh, under <laughs> this edition. Um, and uh, we uh, actually had to make some, well, made some decision or like get prepared about the COVID situation because we knew it was happening and we had to do some prevention, but we didn't know what else to do because nobody told us uh, it, it would have been canceled right after. So, uh, well, I will go really fast on those pictures, but just like the first day of the festival with Ariane from the Sharpie Market that somebody people, some people knows. The jokes I was making about COVID the day before was making laugh a lot of people. And then some touristic activities was happening. So when we knew the story, well, we knew it was canceled. There was some people doing helicopter tour at Regard. And they didn't know. Some people get tattooed also about this edition. So uh, this guy has this tattoo forever. And it was not an edition that we finished. And then there was this, uh, we started the day after with the, with the breakfast. And then we had to empty the rooms. And then we did some COVID picture. So this is the story about this, this year edition. Um, so yeah, well, we, I, I have the feeling about uh, the, this year that we have to make the, the decision really quick, having this decision to do uh, during the festival. So first of all, the question we had was, should we cancel? Should we say when we're canceling that uh, we will report or we will uh, do, it, do something online? So uh, actually, I really didn't know and I had to make this decision really quick because the uh, press conference was like, half an hour after the press conference of the prime minister. So obviously it was, we were not able to say something else than canceling at this moment, because that was so quick that there was no other uh, decision that we could make in this really, uh, really uh, immediately, let's say. So, uh, but I, when I say like in the media, I wanted to cancel, of course, I was already thinking and sending messages to people, uh, the partners that have platform online and stuff like that, because it was like looking the better way to do something quickly. Uh, but we first said that we were canceling and it was because of, of course, we wanted to um, give back the money to the audience. So it, was, it, it became like the main priority about what we were doing after. It was to make that all the people involved in the festival want, would want to come back the year after. So like the volunteers, the people working with us, the guests, uh, the, the, the audience, of course. So we wanted each action I think we've made in this decision and the, the hours after canceling was about making that people wouldn't say okay no let the next year i don't go because of this or because of that or because what would they've made the year before so we decided to um to give back the money to all the the people for their passport or tickets and stuff like that uh after that we had to uh, contact also all the sponsors because we were afraid some sponsors will go away because of course they also have enterprise that were not in such a good situation but on this in this day it was not really clear but it became clear like some days before after so it, it has been like the main priority and then the filmmakers because 
what happened at Regard is that we had guests that were there. There were more than 50% of the guests arrived. So all the teams separate like by priority, each people they will tell before like, well, right after the, the press conference, because of course we didn't know before the press conference of the, of the prime minister. So we called everybody and we try not everybody come to uh, to uh, Saguenay. I mean, because there's a lot of guests from Montreal, but there was guests that already arrived. So it happened some, there was some activities of the, fest, not of the festival, but that the guests decided to organize. But we tried to not have everybody here because it would have cost more for a festival that were not happening. So it was a lot of financial also uh, decision, let's say. Um, but then uh, after communicating, after stopping everything, we did almost a festival, like because there was people here and activities. So we, well, not activities, but like there was something happening. So this is, I think, the good side of of having to cancel a festival during a festival is that something looking like a festival was happening, but without films and screenings. But at the same time, this is more uh, the financial uh, side that is really hard to uh, to have uh, an idea. And like uh, one month after, I still don't don't know exactly what will happen with all that situation let's say we we try to save the most we can but it was it was really hard and also we i think the bad side is like there's a lot of things of this year that we cannot save for the next year uh, even if we try to save a lot like all the marketing is already um it's already made it's already communicated the, the programming also so we still try to figure out what we will do and the decision we finally made about like all the online stuff is that we didn't want to precipitate us on putting everything online and of course we didn't know how long it would have been so we didn't want to um like to ask to filmmakers to put their films that were premiere in regard online just to have our programming online we wanted to to wait a little bit to see this situation happening. So we had already a partnership with um, with the Tele Quebec here that happened and other platforms too. So they have there was film already planned to be online after this edition. So this is the chance we had. But on the other hand, we decided to put also the winners because the jury had deliberated and that was a really a, for us a relieving that. Uh, at, at least there was awards and there was awards because the jury did it and because also it was not long time after the festival so at least we could do that as uh, many festivals have, have made also so this was important for us but maybe we will put online some films but not all the programming and it won't be in the immediately now you know because some festivals do it during their dates of the festival obviously we couldn't do that so now we feel maybe we will do it like in some months, but it's not really like an emergency for us at this moment because of the festival being passed. So this is more or less where we are right now and what we what would be my presentation for starting. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, thank you, Marie Ellen. Uh, let me just uh, remind you, all of you, or the that you can ask the, the question in the Q and A 
part and we're gonna ask them at the end of the session you can ask about the things which Maria Elaine just shared or also some other questions maybe about the subjects she didn't mention and it's of course about all the other uh, panelists as well okay so thank you Maria Elaine and um, let's uh, then move on to the uh, second panelist, uh, Anne Gashutz, if you can join us and uh, share uh, your uh, story yeah. about postponing of a festival. Uh, yes, let me just uh, try to share my screen. <laughs> <laughs> so many new things you learn today. Yes. It's, a, it's a time of learning for all of us, I think. Yes, so uh, our story is very different from uh, from Regal. So uh, before I start about our story, I just want to say that I think our festival, or we as a festival, we're in a very lucky position uh, financially and also how this turned out so far. So, um, well, for us, it was really uh, because our uh, festival was planned for next, which should have started next week actually, so the middle end of April. So when this, all this corona madness started uh, back, I think uh, at the end of Berlinale, uh, it, it became quite apparent in Italy. So we were still very uh, hopeful that uh, and optimistic that the festival would happen because, uh, yeah, end of April is, was still a long way to go. Um, but then I don't know for us it was really or for me personally the worst the worst time was actually uh, the, the the beginning to the middle of March when when you didn't know what was going to happen and it felt like this uh, I don't know this thing like this circle coming closer and closer because uh, it started off with big festivals cancelling and then uh, uh, and then smaller and smaller festivals uh, following suit which was. Uh, yeah, and you just kept watched all the time. So I don't know, for many people probably like in March, it looked a bit like this, like all these news coming in. So <laughs> um, it was like this Corona closing in on us. And, um, uh, but then also there were, it was also uh, marked with hope because uh, uh, Tampada obviously did happen at the beginning of March. And we were also kind of thinking, okay, we're smaller short film festival event, so we, we don't have 100,000 uh, visitors or guests like uh, at the beginning of March, for example, the book fair got cancelled in Saxony, which uh, hosts like, I don't know, 100, 150,000 people, which is not us, so we're still hopeful. Um, however, uh, things didn't turn out uh, as, as planned and uh, on, uh, well, I just uh, put some bullet points here. So on the, so for us, the 10th of March was basically a very doomed day, not just for us. It was also the day when short waves in Poland uh, cancelled, which was, I think, the first uh, short film festival that actually had to cancel. <laughs> so the realization slowly kicked in. Uh, and also in Saxony, um, or well, maybe it's important to know that Germany is a federal state, so a federal country. So all the we have 16 states, so the states um, have different um, power or governments and legislative. So if things that happen in Saxony might not have happened the same at the same time or in the same way as, for example, in Hamburg. But I'm sure Sven can talk about that for Hamburg later. So on the 10th of uh, March in Saxony, we got this decree by our minister president on, on uh, mass events uh, up to, um, that would con consist of more than 1,000 people. And on the 12th of March, our mayor of, the, of Dresden also handed out the same 
decree, which also meant uh, that we had to, that all events that are smaller than 1,000 people ha would have to do this risk assessment of how risky it is to, to hold these events. And when, so this also meant that cinemas and theaters would close until the 19th of April, which I think just got prolonged today. Um, so this was basically for us the moment when we realized uh, the festival would not, probably not uh, be going on as planned. Um, for us, the problem was that our festival was supposed to start on the 21st of April. So all the rules did not apply to us. So we couldn't get a proper um, no from the, from, the, from, the, from the administrative offices. So we had to, to, to actually go through, through our options and we, we had or basically the three options to go digital, to cancel or to postpone the festival. And we very briefly thought about going digital, but for us, it wasn't an option. Um, basically because uh, for us, the festival, we're an audience festival. So we, we, it's for our local audience. We have a very strong audience here. We wanted to keep the festival atmosphere. Um, we wanted to give the filmmakers, or that's our wish to give the filmmakers the, the, the opportunity to screen their films in a bigger uh, cinema, to, to connect with the audience on a personal level. And what we also, what's also important to us to support our local cinemas because they just had closed and they actually do make money from us as well, or we do pay them rent. So can, um, going digital or canceling would also mean to not support these cinemas that actually also need some sort of uh, support. So the options were basically between um, uh, cancelling or postponing the festival. And before you, before we made the decision, we uh, kind of had to evaluate both events, which in our hearts we knew we wanted to postpone, but you have to also uh, lay out the facts first. So we checked our finances. Um, we, we had to to check with the different funding institutions because we, we are very lucky to get funding on many levels. We're media funded, we get funded, uh, we get funding from the German uh, state, um, we get institutional funding on, on, on the local state, which is not just quite a lot. Um, and uh, so we also had to check if both options, what happens with the funding, uh, what do these, uh, these funds require? And also, how could would it be possible to maybe also get extra funding in case we we postpone and because both actions postponing and uh, cancelling will incur more costs. Also, what, what was important to us to to check any possible dates to move to because we all know that autumn is very full with with um, with uh, uh, with festival dates already. Uh, we had to consult our board because uh, we, like most festival we have, festivals, we have a board, so they had to agree on it as well. And what we also did was to stay in touch with other uh, festival people who maybe have already had already postponed or cancelled, and also to see where they would set their um, uh, their their dates. Uh, so before we actually made the decision or put it together, maybe it's also important to just know where we were at at that point on the 10th of March, back in the day. So our program was uh, fully ready. Uh, the, the, uh, the core members of the TEM staff were already working, like the print coordinator, the guest office was here, the, the, the catalog editor. 
uh, the films were already being tested. We did subtitle, subtitling, uh, the German subtitles for the international competition films. Uh, we have this program on, um, where we make films available for people with a disability. That's a long, very long process. So this was already going on. Our booklet was printed, our posters were printed, we had our bags. Um, the catalog was in the final stages. Uh, travels were booked for juries, hotels were booked in and, and so we already put some money into the whole process, even though it was still six weeks to go to the festival. So then we actually uh, put, uh, we kind of looked at the, the potential costs of cancelling or postponing. Uh, the, the thing is, we were pretty sure that if the health, so if the health authorities would have told us that we cannot uh, uh, do the festival, we would have been totally fine in terms of uh, institutional funding. The problem was that we wouldn't get that cancellation thing from the health authorities because the decree from the minister was only until the 19th of April. <laughs> so we were kind of lost there. Uh, and also cancellation would mean that we wouldn't get project funding or only partially get project funding, we would only get uh, uh, get to keep uh, parts of already spent money. Uh, we would have to pay for hotel cancellation. Um, we might have uh, uh, had to pay back submission fees. It's something that might be, I don't know, we actually discussed this, but uh, it's, you know, if we had, to, if we would have had to cancel, I don't know, it might have been the case to actually have to pay back submission fees. Um, and already some people had started working for the festival. On the other hand, if the event doesn't happen, we would have saved a lot of costs for the event, like rental, renting cinemas or the technical equipment and all the, the people working in the festival week. Uh, but altogether, cancelling would have cost us around 80 to 100,000 euros. Um, postponing the festival would have uh, meant that the funding institutions were all fine with it. We probably, we assume we will get fewer ticket sales. If, we, if the festival does happen the way we intended to happen, I guess we will have fewer ticket sales. Uh, uh, the hotels are very, very cooperative. We could uh, basically rebook the same package for September. Uh, we are pretty certain that we will have less income from, from advertisements, from trailers, from sponsoring, because obviously we're headed for a financial crisis. Um, and uh, the, con uh, the, the temporary staff, like the guest office, or, or people, or the person who does the guest office, we will have to pay them more money because obviously they will work again for us. And uh, of course, we will have to pay money uh, for the for the event as such. But still, even with uh, with uh, with these costs, we uh, the, uh, the 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 loss of postponing the festival would, would be between twenty and thirty thousand euros for our festival. So we uh, made the decision to postpone the festival. It was basically also just the financial, not just, but also financial point. So what we did when we made the, so this decision was just an internal decision for now because we couldn't go public straight away because again, although we, we get institutional funding, we cannot just decide on our own. We need the, we needed the, the yes from the authorities. So what we did then is, or what's important then, to contact again the, the, the funders, to, to contact the partners, the, the core team members, everybody is important to check if a postponement would be possible at all. So, because if nobody's there during your desired date, then you don't need to postpone the festival. 
But um, we were very lucky. Uh, most people and locations uh, were available. So we, um, uh, we actually postponed it with, uh, to the second week of September, which is not the ideal week for us. I uh, would have liked to have done it a week earlier, um, but the second week is also fine. Uh, after that, we uh, still try to uh, to uh, to get uh, an official statement from the funding institutions, uh, which we got a week later, I think, after making the decision. And then we could finally inform everybody. So before we actually went public, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but before we went public, we uh, got in touch with everybody, uh, like everybody involved with the filmmakers, with our partners, with all the other funding bodies, again, the curators, the festival team, everybody that would have been here in April. And then we actually on, I think on the, I don't know, well, at some point, I think on the 18th or 19th of March, we, uh, we went public and made a press release that we would postpone the festival, which was, uh, a relief I think and because we then we finally knew now we can work on a new <laughs> on a new on a new edition we can finally get our stuff together and start making making the changes so we had to adjust the financial plan of course um, because we needed to, we need to save these 20 uh, 30,000 euros which means for example not printing the catalog cutting out uh, locations uh, having fewer screenings we will probably have fewer guests. I mean, it's still very open. I mean, because we don't know what's going to be in September, so it's also a little bit of a limbo still. Uh, yeah, which uh, and what we're also doing now is we we didn't just stop everything. We but we're also finishing what we what was already started and we can finish now. So we're still we're gonna finish the the whole DCP testing until twentieth of April. The catalog is be in the final stages of, of the corrections and then end. So we will be ready in September because of course the new challenge is to prepare two festivals at the same time, more or less from summer. Because when our new festival dates happen, then it's also the time for the new call for entry. We need to do like, you know, you have to kind of readjust your schedule a little bit because many, uh, many funding deadlines will fall into September. So we have to do this now a lot earlier during the summer. We have to do reporting or actually we cannot do any reporting on this year's festival edition because there hasn't been one yet. So this is still something we need to figure out. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but we, I think we'll be fine. I think it's, it's doable. It's nothing to, to I think it's doable. We have to be optimistic. <laughs> uh, what's interesting or what's what's challenging a little bit is the way of communication uh, because of course we're also not uh, not all together in the office so we are also discovering new means of communicating within the team and it's still an uncertainty in terms of timeline because nobody knows what is going to happen so we don't know when we will all be back in the office we don't know if the festival can happen as planned in September but we will have to see. The, the game starts new. Um, but I think it's also very, uh, I think you have always have to look at the upsides. So uh, what, what's really, really nice is to, that we learn a lot of new skills actually. <laughs> uh, like uh, all the team is now using Slack. We, we communicate more online, which wasn't there before. So I think it's also for us a new way of finding, uh, finding structures to communicate and keep updated. We have, uh, 
everything in Google Drive, like probably many people, other people as well. We can now start with the preparations for 2021. So we have less stress from, from, from the April edition. We can also, we now also have more time to rethink uh, alternatives for, for September in case the festival still cannot happen as, as planned. So, I mean, it's still, I think, four months to go. So it's, it's more, more time to, to rethink. Uh, I have a feeling, but it might be uh, uh, subjective, but I think we are more active on social media as a festival. I think we, there's more going on, I think. <laughs> Uh, so, um, which I think is good for, for us to, to, to engage more people. It's also, I think it's very, it's going to be very, very interesting to, to attend all the, all the festivals that actually go online because uh, I think it's very, it's going to be very uh, interesting to see what, what happens there and what we can learn from it and maybe integrate in future festival programming. And for me personally, the best thing is that I have more time for the media application. <laughs> because it, uh, it, the, the deadline would have been next week as well. So I'm happy uh, there's more time for that. Yeah. And apart from that, we look forward to a festival edition in September and um, hopefully something will happen then. So that's it. Right. Uh, thank you so much, uh, uh, Anne. Uh, it's good that you mentioned the online uh, possibility. We decided to make two sessions actually because the going online is such a big subject that there will be another session next week uh, devoted only to that matter and today we only discuss actually uh, and present the showcases of the festivals which we didn't, didn't chose that way. Uh, okay, thank you so much Anne um, and uh, we can move on to the last uh, presentation. Sven, if you can join us and uh, say how does it look uh, in Hamburg? Hey everybody, good to, to see you all here virtually and to, to have people here, it's really nice. Um, so yes, in Hamburg, just uh, I have a few bullet points on, on my presentation and um, in Hamburg we were in, the luck, in a bit of a luckier situation that we had quite a lot of time because the initial date was planned uh, for early June. Let me just uh, share that with you just one moment, please. Um, there we go. There you just see the whole thing. Um, so yes, the original dates, uh, May 31st to June 8th, uh, this is combined with uh, our children's section, the Wolfriesig Children's Festival. It's uh, basically two festivals happening at the same time, but organized by the same body, but just in terms of marketing and publications, two different things. Um, so we would have had been played in eight cinemas, two off locations, a huge festival center. We would have video art installations, open air cinemas, 370 films, 100 you can read all that. So um, we had planned most parts of it. The films were so, uh, almost selected for the competitions. So the festival was planned uh, in a nutshell, like the graphic design was in, in, uh, in the last steps to be finished. Uh, and so in early March as well, we came across that situation that we all know, and we had to decide what is going to happen. Um, as compared to other events, uh, also non-film events that happen here in Hamburg, we were in the lucky position that we didn't have to wait for an official decree that would uh, forbid us to take place uh, because most other events that take place that have a problem with that um, and most of them for example music festivals they need this official decree so that they are able to cancel any contracts they have without having to pay a fine for canceling the contracts and since we didn't really have those contracts set up yet we didn't have to cancel them which was also, which was quite okay and nice for us 
but of course the the cinemas were booked uh, staff was already set to start in uh, or some already had started or staff was supposed to start within the next one or two or three weeks so quite a lot of things were already planned and uh, of course uh, on the one hand we started to talk with our funding body which is the city of hamburg to figure out uh, what they think about the whole thing and also there we were in this really really nice and lucky position uh, that they basically gave us uh, complete freedom to do to decide whatever we wanted because they said we can't forbid you to do the festival in late may early june because there is no decree out for that and but you can do whatever you want and you will re receive your funding no matter what because um in, in hamburg also another lucky position the cultural scene gets quite a lot of support from the city itself of course there are some situations that are not that good but in, uh, in most cases this, the uh, support and funding is so good that um, we actually um, got the green light from the city of Hamburg that we could actually honor every obligation that we have financially with um, staff members or for example with the cinemas that if it's possible for us to pay that money to them then we actually should do that no matter if we would use uh, their services or not so for example um, we have our cinemas that are actually booked that we play the festival in the cinemas there and of course they're all closed and can't do anything don't and we already had a contract with them either being in britain or just by email or all that and um, the city said yeah of course give them the money that was planned to be spent to the cinemas pay that no matter if you play in the cinemas or not and just simply said because if we wouldn't do that then Two days later, the cinemas would be at the next door, uh, knocking on the, at the, at the uh, cultural ministry to get support from them as well. So um, it seems as if the city tried to um, put the bureaucracy as low as possible in terms of if there are any um, uh, systems that are working, just leave them running as, so we can have money that is supported and, and, and supplied to the people that work with us. Um, for example, um, staff members that were supposed to work from uh, late March or early April on uh, and which basically don't have that much to do till June, um, they will get paid anyways. And now we're trying to figure out like, like um, the, let's say the annoying parts of our works that can distribute among more people to be done. So of course, then we had to decide what to do. Um, the options, as Anna already said, go on digital, postpone or cancel. Uh, we didn't want to go digital because, in our opinion, um, our festival's main thing is that we have this meeting place for people, that we want to have people at the same spot talking about their films, um, and also all these things that happen around the festival, not only the films that are in the cinemas, which is, of course, the core of the festival, but in terms of video installations, panels, parties, you name it, uh, which is very important for us to happen. And also we figured out if we would have now two months of everything happening online and then in June the weather starts to become good. We don't really see that many people just watching the, uh, the 30th festival online in early June, especially as compared to festivals like Oberhausen not being a premier festival. So many films that in our competitions have been screened before and the industry knows those films. So um, there's not that much of a sense for us to have those films online, especially if the um, the outcome in terms of the audience cannot really be calculated. So then we figured out, so what is the more important thing of the festival? We wanted to have films in the cinema, so we came up with the, uh, the new plan. One part of the plan was that we take our children's festival, which is 
uh, basically audience, let's say 90% audience, uh, because we work together with lots of schools and all that. So we have to move that festival after the school vacations, which is early September. We know it's a bit of a risk because nobody knows, as understood as is the case in Dresden, what is happening in September. Uh, but we can't put it there much later because of how we work together with schools. And then we said, let's try to put it in September. We almost put it as a whole thing there. Um, the only thing that we skipped are international guests and some of the workshops because we said, let's get the kids into the cinema again, do this in September. And basically, uh, the program will stay the same as it was planned. Now for um, the, let's call the, the Grown Ups Festival. We said, so the important thing for us is that we support the filmmakers. And we thought one of the biggest risks of uh, how the situation is right now is that there is like a whole year of films that might be lost if people just cancel, if other festivals just get canceled. Because we know that there's the, that's called the class of 2020, films that needs to be screened, films that need to be online, films that need to be nominated for European Film Awards, for example. Also in German, there's a system that if you are screened at specific festivals, you will get points towards the next funding by the Federal Funding Board of Germany for filmmaking. So it is important that those films are screened or are selected in some way. And then uh, our artistic director, Michael, came up with the, uh, I, it's a, actually it's a bit of an older idea, the Hamburg Film Inn, which is something that started in 1968. Uh, they had it for the first time that a bunch of film nerds met for a whole weekend in the cinema and basically watched films 72 hours in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, they did something close to that a few uh, years ago at the B-Movie Cinema here in Hamburg as well. And so we said, why won't we do that as well? Of course, we didn't want to go for the 24 hour in a row thing because um, people need to have some sleep. We are all not getting younger. And also, if you want to watch competition films, those should be watched with some attention as well and not with people falling asleep. So we will actually screen all the films that have been selected into our competitions, they will be screened during one weekend from November 6th to 8th in one cinema starting uh, on the Friday late afternoon and there will be a break with a party on Friday night and then Saturday morning starting at 10. Uh, and then it's, I think it's like 14 hours in a row of films and you can buy a ticket for like the whole thing or just for single screenings. And it's like more of an event character as well. That people will get at the cinema, there will be breakfast there, there will be lunch and drinks and all that in between and then uh, on Sunday night everybody says so we just actually went through this really exciting thing together watching films which blows people together of course we know we won't attract that many people with that the cinema fits uh, I think it's around 320 in there and um, it might be quite a lot of the same people at most of the screenings as well so of course the number of 16,000 spectators won't be reached but that's just how it is. And we think it's a nice idea to get the films on into the cinemas like that. And then also with our special programs, because of course some of them were actually already planned out quite thoroughly. Also together with cooperation partners here in Hamburg. So we decided that uh, just, I think just one of the special programs will move entirely to 2021 because it's one uh, where you don't really need to attach it to a certain year. It can be screened uh, this year or next year, that doesn't matter. So we are in the luxurious position to have uh, a five program, special program, which can be just taken from 2020 to 2021 and just screened there. So that means a bit of less work for us next year. And um, then we have screenings together with cooperation partners here in Hamburg that will take place scattered across the second half of the year. Um, not within those three days in November, but we will screen them, for example, like in October or later in December that we work together with them and do like single screening events at, 
as, uh, sometimes at those those partners' premises like museums or um, other arts spaces and all that. So the challenges, not as elaborate as Anna had them on her presentation, but uh, I mean, it's basically the same problem we all face. Money, of course, how much does it cost to not have a festival, especially if we want to follow our, in our also social obligation to pay those people that were supposed to be paid, that should be planned with the money that they get. So in the end, it's um, like one third of the budget. Um, yeah, so it's like 140,000 euros less if we don't do the big festival, just move it through those three days. Um, same with the team. We have a lot of people that were supposed to work right now. So we will do all like the graphics design, the brochures and all that, that'll be done right now for the event in November. So we have everything prepared and then just towards, let's say October, when everything goes into print, we might add like the last uh, logos of some funders and uh, supporting institutions. With the films also as well, as we said, we want to screen those films right now. Uh, we can already do all the, like. Um, getting the copies to Hamburg, getting the subtitles ready if they need any and all that, and also print products and PR. Uh, we definitely wanted to have a, some sort of catalog, uh, so there will be a program brochure for the thing in November, but also a festival catalog, which some filmmakers need uh, for funding uh, um, um, applications and all that, so, but that will be only in PDF form, digital only. So we think it's a good idea just to get everything a bit smaller, move it there and then hopefully things will take place in November, especially for the, um, the Children's Festival in September. We never know if that'll be possible to take place, but we're looking forward to have something which is exciting. But that weekend in November, also in terms of calendar, the, um, the festival calendar in Hamburg is very, very full with other festivals. We have a feature film festival, uh, queer film festival happening and all that. So finding that's one specific weekend where we actually can do that was not that easy. So we are unfortunately right now on the same dates as the festival winter tour. But since um, what we do is aimed uh, for the biggest extent at audience and not at industry, that's something that uh, we actually would have to live with, even though it's not the ideal form because everything will be just packed into the last half of the year. So we know that might be a problem. So yeah, that's uh, how we are planning things. And in the end, uh, money-wise, we actually left the whole thing with a um, very light blue eye, how they would say in Germany, which means we don't lose any money on the whole thing. We are able to pay everybody uh, that was supposed to work like for like two or three months period. Unfortunately, we won't be able to pay people that were supposed to work like for two or three days during the festival itself. But uh, those are jobs where people don't have to rely on the money to support themselves for like the, 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 the whole money they have to live on. But those people actually need to get that money from us. They will actually get it, which is something which we feel very good that we are able to do that. And it actually makes you feel a bit better than having to call people and say, sorry, we are canceled or we have, we have moved and we won't be able to give you any money for your job. Mm -hmm. So that's how it is. Yeah, uh, thank you, Sven. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it seems like uh, autumn gonna be extremely busy. I already be, be before I'm gonna ask uh, the first questions from our Q and A side. Uh, I already have a question to Anna and Sven. Do you think that because of this, uh, uh, how the calendar in autumn gonna look like, that you gonna concentrate and you know that already more on the national audience and all the city audience than uh, international guests and international visitors? Uh, Anna, if you maybe can start. Uh, yeah, I think um, we have to concentrate more on the national side because I think naturally it will be that people will not travel so much in September anyway, because I think the restrictions in every country will be different. 
I mean, if, I, if we look at France, they already cancelled everything until the middle of July. And in Germany, they're already talking about reopenings and stuff. So it's, I think you already, we have to really concentrate on, 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 on Germany and what will be the, the rules over here. And to, like I said before, we have a very strong uh, local audience. So I hope they will be able to come to the cinema. Nevertheless, of course, we, we, we will see that we also get international guests, but I, I'm pretty sure there won't be that many, but we would, of course, like to have the events as planned that we had, or some of them. So, but it's still in the, in the stages of figuring it out and waiting uh, what, you know, what will be the, the, the rules or decrees or whatever in the next few weeks. I think we can't really say right now. Of course. And Sven, what do you think? Yeah, for, for us, like the, the main objective will be the audience from the city of Hamburg um, for, of course, towards the reason that Anne just said as well. And also, since we had to cut down on the um, whole budget, like quite some money done, um, the, the money that we have to spend on travel and hotel, that, that was cut like one of the first things because we know we won't spend that in June, so we're not, not able to spend it in September. And also, since we didn't want to spend any money right now that we didn't know if we could actually use what we paid for in November, that's why we said we just cut that. We decided that in terms of international audience, um, we would only be able to, uh, to host, um, for example, filmmakers, uh, where we can be sure that we can get the money refunded by, for example, the cultural institutions, uh, like as in support from whatever, like the British Council or um, Canada Council, where we know that the travel and accommodation costs are supported by those institutions. Um, for the German um, filmmakers, that's a bit easier because traveling in Germany, if it is uh, allowed then, is way cheaper if we book it or if we look at it now. And since most filmmakers actually hosted in private homestays here in Hamburg, we're trying to figure out if people are actually willing to host people as well in November. So we just send out uh, I plan to send out a, a mail to all our hosts and ask them if you if they are able to host people as well in November, which I'm not too sure if people actually are uh, after having spent so much money play time in their places uh, they want to have like guests but we never know and I hope that people will just just display their hospitality which I think will be working quite well. Mm -hmm. Thank you, uh, and the question from Q and A uh, from Patrick uh, from Interfilm. Uh, to Anna and maybe also to Sven, um, are there already thoughts about what you will do uh, if mass events uh, are still not uh, allowed uh, in September? Is the plan B for going digital uh, in the end and uh, would you rather cancel? That is a very good question. Something <laughs> <laughs> I cannot really answer right now, uh, but I think because we have more time and also because festivals like Vienna or Krakow or Oberhausen are going online we can actually check them out and see what they're doing or like uh, I think Go Short is also starting today I think um, so we can see how this works and maybe already get some feedback from them and see if it actually would make sense for us and our audience or if not because for us also it's very important to show the films like I think what Sven said earlier is really really important that you have the I think you call it like the class of 2020. So you, these are the films that might get lost, you know, and I think it's also important to show, show them. Um, uh, but I mean, I have also thought about this already. And I mean, in the best case, there will be, or, or not in the best case, but I think in, uh, it's probably, it's very likely, I think that there will be a lot of restrictions still for traveling internationally, but I think it might be possible already in September to have events locally up to a certain size. 
so we at least can maybe screen uh, screen uh, films to our local audience and also with uh, certain projects like the the, uh, the the programs that we make accessible for disabled people it's, it's a lot of money involved it's a lot of project funding so we have to show these films programs somehow but i think you can be very um, I guess they're flexible with that as well and maybe have several screenings throughout the year or maybe postpone it to the next year as well, some screenings. We will have to see. It's going to be an interesting summer <laughs> with lots of options. Yes. Uh, Sven? Uh, um, actually, for, if in November or September the Kids Festival, um, I think especially the Children's Festival, that one will be just cancelled, unfortunately, in November. Um, yes, we, we won't move it any further. It's just that one thing that we will make sure is that there will be like a catalog publication as and so those are the films that are selected for the festival. So for example, we will actually publish the list of selected films either tomorrow or today already on our website. So those are the films that are selected for Hamburg for this year, because on the one hand, as I said, like uh, there are some funding issues with the whole thing that filmmakers need to have those selections from specific festivals as well. And, um, also, there are other festivals that are looking at who was selected where, just to get uh, input from the, those festivals. So the uh, the least thing that will stay from uh, the 2020 festival will be uh, an, an online publication of the films that have been selected for that year. So hopefully there will be more than just that, but uh, yeah, that's like the, the minimum plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Can I just add something for us, which we experienced the first the first round is that for us it's very difficult to just cancel like we are not in this lucky position as maybe Hamburg because we really need the the official statement or the official statement from the health authorities that we have to cancel and this we you will get very shortly before the event so if if we had wanted to cancel the April event I think I mean I sent them everything and I still haven't received any feedback and the festival would have started next week so this is for us, cancelling is a lot more bureaucratic than actually postponing, I think. Or that's the experience I had in the first time. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Anna. Uh, another question from uh, Joanna uh, from uh, CDC Corto International Film Festival. Uh, what kind of the support did you receive from the institution financiers? Uh, Marie-Hélène, if we can start with you. If there's any additional financing uh, which you already get uh, or not for the moment we didn't get any additional uh, financing and of course this is one of the reasons we couldn't say any report uh because like i'm i'm feeling like ah oh, we should do something in the fall of course but this is uh, mainly because we won't have uh, that much money to do so so we want to keep the energy for the next edition and then somehow, as I said, there was some of an edition this year. Um, but yeah, we work on making, uh, I'm talking a lot with the minister, with the government, like the Quebec government, because this is the main one that doesn't, that doesn't say anything about compensation for now for cultural. So what they've made, it's like they are advancing the money of the next edition. So they're like, um they're pressing one like they're but they're not giving additional help it's not it's more about liquidity to be able to pay for the hotels for example for all the expenses we add that we don't doesn't we don't have the money from the tickets to pay uh, everything and of course we've paid everybody and like the thing is that everybody from the festival like from the festival team almost have finished their contract so we haven't 
had to make the decision of keeping people or not, of, uh, hopefully. But then, yeah, to pay all the expenses we have in the next month, we have help like with money, like, um, but it's not additional help for the moment. I hope so. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, Sven? Um, as I said in the, in, earlier, so since our main funder is the city of Hamburg and they were very, very um, easy to handle because I said, okay, the thing is working, here's your money, just do whatever you want with it, basically. So the funding is completely secure for this year, which is really, really good to know. Uh, of course, Creative Europe is a very pr problematic part of the whole thing because um, the, we are still within the application process to know if we get the money for our festival. I mean, we are always in that weird situation that I basically know four weeks before my festival starts if I get Creative Europe funding or not. So um, I need to be a very optimistic person, think that I get that money anyways. But uh, by now, we won't really know. And actually, I'm, I don't think that we will receive that money for this year. Um, they did actually did, did, uh, start to do some research and questionnaire to festivals, uh, how their situation is. But um, for example, Lars Henrikas from Oberhausen, he's sort of like become the spokesperson of the uh, uh, German Film, Festival, uh, Film Festivals Organization Association. And he, said, he was already in contact with Creative Europe and they said that festivals that get canceled during the application process, they won't get any funding. And it might be, I think the best case scenario is that our festival just, will just be lowered with the money that we get from Creative Europe, which would mean like 25,000 euros less. But then again, we are in the lucky position that even if we don't get the money, uh, our budget has been calculated like that, that we have uh, basically a, a red zero under the line. So uh, we are sort of fine and uh, yeah. But I know that there are many, many other festivals that are not in such a luxurious position that we are. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Anne, how does it look in Dresden? Uh, yeah, again, we are also in a very luxurious position, I think, because we do receive a lot of institutional funding. So we get it from the city of Dresden, and but we get the most of our funding from the state of Saxony, from the, from the Ministry of Culture. Um, and uh, the city was actually uh, quicker in, in, in responding or being saying, oh, it's going to be okay, you can, whatever you have to do, you have to do. Uh, the, it was a bit more, um, not problematic, but challenging is maybe the better word with the, with the state of Saxony because it's more bureaucratic and more, you know, they have to talk to the Ministry of Finances and everything. It's, you know, we don't, I think in Germany, we don't just cut our administrative ways. I don't know. Uh, but generally speaking, they're very, very supportive. So for this year, we also, I think, I mean, if once we have, I mean, even if we have to cancel or whatever in September, if, um, if this happens, uh, it will be because we will be told to do so. So the institutional funding will most likely stay in place this year. So, and uh, this institutional funding actually pays the wages of the people. It pays the rent for the, for the office and all this uh, year-long uh, costs that we have. I'm actually more worried about next year because we're all headed for a financial crisis somehow. So I'm not sure all the funding will still be in place next year. So I think that's also that something we have to, to consider and keep in mind. Um, as with uh, media or Creative Europe, we're also lucky because we're in a different call. So we already got the, um, uh, the, the, as I say, the funding last year. Uh, so we can use the, the force majeure um, uh, rule that uh, because of this we, we can postpone the festival and prolong the, the, the project period and also uh, already 
pay with that money the cost that we already had. So in that case, for us, it's very, very good. But I think, like Sven said, many, many other festivals are not in a lucky position like us. Right. Uh, thank you, Anna. There's lots of questions, so uh, I'll try um, yeah, ask as many of them as I can. Uh, for um, Now is a question from Walter from Sam, Short, Sam Shorts, uh, Square Ice, that's the new name. Uh, what have been the reactions of the filmmakers? Uh, maybe let's, I, I think it's about the, yeah, I think all kinds of reactions. Uh, mm, if we can maybe then start with Sven. Um, so actually we just have been sending out our notifications uh, this week, um, uh, what we're going to do and there was like nobody who's had a problem with, uh, with our plans. They said it's totally fine with them and also since, uh, uh, since we are not really uh, touching anybody's premiere status with that whole thing, I think everybody is fine with that though. So there's, there's no problem with the whole thing and everybody's happy that their films are screened anyways where they should be at, at the, at the big screen cinema as well. So, so don't want to diss anything that's going online, but it's, uh, it's something, uh, I think we haven't had any negative uh, feedback yet, but then again, notifications have just been out for the last few days. Mm -hmm. And uh, Anna? Uh, for us, uh, also, I mean, the good thing is that we're all in this together, so the whole world is affected, so nobody can actually <laughs> say uh, or complain about it. Uh, we had positive reactions because we postponed for now, and people, uh, filmmakers are generally happy that we try to show the films um, in September. Um, what is uh, actually also funny is that we got a few emails from filmmakers who ask if they can still submit now for the festival edition in September. <laughs> but we're done with the program. <laughs> well, you can submit for next year from the 1st of September, but uh, for this year it's done. But it's very, that's very, <laughs> something that was also very nice to, to experience. <laughs> no, reactions are positive. I mean, what can they, what can they say? Uh, so I think it would be different maybe if we had to camp for. Uh, thank you. Uh, I have a question from uh, Steve uh, Henderson, um, uh, and it's a yeah, it's a complex question. I'll just make it a bit shorter. Uh, but the, the basis that uh, the question is uh, uh, when you go, when what is the last moment when you're going to decide about the cancellation or postponing the festival uh, if the uh, the coronavirus will not change? So uh, because as uh, as Stephen wrote, uh, festivals are important but are there wilder safety priorities we should consider anything above uh, the urge to get the audience together so um, uh, yeah so maybe let's start uh, because of course so the, the, the question actually is uh, because we have our concerns based on uh, our uh, policies our uh, contacts with partners but uh, of course the safety of the audience is uh, uh, our priority as well so uh, how long will you wait to, uh, or what kind of uh, Things will make you decide to about the cancellation or uh, yeah cancellation of uh, the autumn edition of the festival, or maybe even in case of Marie Elaine March edition if the things will not change. Maybe can we can we maybe can we start with the autumn, <laughs> uh, Anna? Uh, yeah, I mean of course it's a very important question, and of course uh, like we said before, we we don't know what's going to be in September. Uh, I think we all kind of turn into some sort of Corona experts. Uh, uh, I mean. When this whole thing started, I started checking the numbers every day just to see what's happening in other countries, how close is the virus coming to Germany, what's going on in Germany, what's just taken. Uh, but I think we also have to trust a little bit uh, the measures taken by the government. Uh, and they do, I mean, 
right now we can't hold a festival. So if the same, if the numbers don't change, if then, then we won't be able to hold a festival in September. That's just how it is. But I also believe uh, that you can have precautionary measures. And I'm not just talking about festivals, but in general about things, how we go about in our lives. I mean, we can't lock away the world forever. <laughs> um, and maybe we'd still have, I mean, we can learn a lot from this. And I think you can also, it's also our duty to think of how we can prevent any uh, danger to people's lives. So, I mean, we don't want to do that, of course, but culture is also an important thing. And again, I'm not just talking about festivals. I mean, I'm talking, I can see it in Dresden. I mean, cinemas are closed and this is a people's livelihood. And I think it's also something we should consider. And if you can, if there are measures that you can take, to to keep those things open and yet have people be safe i think that's something we can do but again we don't know um, i can't look into the future we will see yes uh Sven? i should just follow up with anna um, we we never know what happens so we deal with it how it is this year and then we see how things will go from there and of course we have um our responsibility towards our audiences, um, perhaps then a situation which I don't hope that will ever happen is that in the next year still everything will be not out there, but then we have to move things online and then rethink uh, things as well. But I just say, you can't really say right now. Don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Marie, and then uh, let me like maybe not uh, go to you because I think uh, let's not maybe now start to think about March. Let's maybe let's really uh, hope and keep our fingers crossed that at that time, at another regard, uh, edition of the festival will uh, will, will, will be over. we're gonna be in a bit different universe. Uh, all right, another question um, uh, from Lotte Kircher uh, from uh, a winter uh, winter tour. Uh, did you con coordinate dates with other festivals? Is there any doodle for rescheduling? I think it's a very good concept. So, because I think autumn gonna be extremely busy. So for now, did you check any other dates already postponed the festivals which postponed their editions? Um, we didn't have. We don't have a doodle. <laughs> good idea. We keep it for next time. Um, now I just knew that, for example, uh, um, short waves of Glasgow would be at the end of August. Uh, again, for us, it's. Uh, because we're an audience, I mean, we do have good industry audience, but we also have a really, really good uh, local audience. So it's also important to keep it in the local calendar. Um, so one of the most important things were actually the summer holidays, uh, because we always have problems with the Easter holidays. Uh, so we, uh, and summer holidays in Saxony, they finish at the end of August. So this was like, we knew it would have to be after that, the beginning of September. We now clash with, uh, with Venice actually, but the, I think that doesn't matter for, for us as a festival because, um, and yeah, it's just, it, it's just the way it is. I mean, if we know that we, September is very busy with, with festivals and if, I mean, let's just say, from August everything will be fine then of course there will be many clashes with other festivals but it's just how it is this year it's not going to be like this forever it's this year we do it for our local audience we do it for the cinemas we want you know we want to show the films so so what then we are at the same time as maybe five other festivals and have fewer industry guests and so be it it's, it's, it's sort of the same thing here. Obviously, we didn't, um, we didn't really coordinate it uh, since when a lot of winter trades, and yes, we are on the winter trade dates, but uh, 
also, as Anna said, we don't expect that much of an industry audience coming to those three days. So it's more for like the local audience as well. And uh, we didn't even think about cutting our industry day up on November as well, because I know that there are a lot of people have a winter tour within their fixed schedule for, for the year that they would go there, for example. So it doesn't make any sense to do any competition there when just work together uh, with other festivals. And in, in the case of winter tour, I basically told John Canciani the day before we sent the press release out that we will be on their dates, so he won't kill me next time I see him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that would be a problem of many festivals in autumn. Uh, yes, um, a question from Samir uh, Karahoda. Um, what was the reaction of the commercial sponsors? So uh, did they withdraw their fin financial support? And yeah, if uh, anyone who had this experience, if you can share. Uh, just, just a, a very brief thing. Um, the one thing which actually used to be quite bad now turns out to be good that um, the, the sponsoring from commercial sponsors has been like a very small part of our budget in the last years because those those days were sort of over when you get like 10% or 20% of your budget would be uh, from one or two sponsors, uh, which actually turns out now to be a good thing because we don't really need to rely on that as well. But those sponsors that work with us for years and years now, uh, they were completely fine with the situation because they are in trouble as well and we help them, they help us, so things are very fine with that. But actually, I, I personally just would ask Marie then how that would be for a festival that basically got cancelled in between, how the sponsors would react to that. Uh, all right, uh, thank you. Uh, I think Anna already mentioned a couple of, uh, you already mentioned uh, that the, of the reaction of the sponsors, uh, so marie Ellen, I don't know what was the reaction of, uh, of uh, yeah, I think uh, the contracts which were like uh, signed before the festival, they still, I think, uh, going on. I, how did it look like? For us? Yes. Uh, for the sponsors? Well, it depends. It's really a case by case, depending on what kind of sponsor. Also, like a sponsor that had the openings, well, that was a sponsor for the ceremony of the for example, it's not the same as uh, the one after, you know, so each sponsor was really a, a particular, but uh, they almost have, everybody was uh, uh, supporting us because they knew we spent the money actually, so there was not a lot of money to save. So I'm pretty on the side of Anna about, I'm more worried about next year because uh, if we can do a festival in 2021, uh, obviously, like uh, the uh, all the touristic, like the hotels, transport, everything will be more expensive, and I think like services uh, sponsors is going to be harder. Uh, but because we gave a lot of uh, visibility to the sponsor for this edition, because we were arrived to the festival maybe some of the sponsor will have a little bit more visibility in the next edition but uh in exchange they they give us the same amount that it was supposed like in the sponsorship so we save more or less everything but at the same point at the same time we didn't want to um to uh to be like uh, convincing them too much because they have lost also money like for example a sponsor that are like post-production for films that are stopped and they were giving uh, words, so those it's a little bit harder because they also are in a bad situation. So at the same time as we are in the bad situation, we wanted to be under like comprehensive with the one that are also in this. 
So uh, yeah, it was not like a standard thing, but more case to case. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, there's a couple of actually a couple of people ask about your uh, industry uh, part. So do you consider to move on uh, with uh, industry activities online? If if your festival will not take place. Uh, Anna, if you can start. Maybe. <laughs> It's all a maybe right now. It's really it's all a maybe. I mean, uh, like I said before, I think uh, personally I like to watch and learn from others, so I will just really use the opportunities now to 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 learn from the online festival, see how they do it, and maybe take something from it that we could do with our festival. But uh, also, um, as uh, I think Sven mentioned before, I'm also worried about the, the audience for it. Uh, if you all move online, if the weather's nice. Um, will it make sense to put it online uh, i mean for the industry it might be different because it's very uh, uh, specific so if you have a specific uh, subject it might be interesting maybe it's also better to have things online and keep it for for uh, the future yeah but we'll see <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's um issue with the industry part since we basically cancelled our industry days as well and we won't have them in November. We what we did is that we uh, are planning to have one or two panel discussions uh, for topics that were urgent for this year. They'll be presented in cooperation with the Feature Film Festival here in Hamburg, which will be then uh, four weeks before our festival. So we uh, we are planning on moving those discussions to that festival. And also that festival as well offered um, to, to, to give some room for those festivals that had been cancelled in Hamburg. So we are th right now like thinking about how can we be presented there as well. So having a panel discussion from our industry day move there is a good start and perhaps there might be other things, but the whole industry sessions, those things won't be there this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Uh, a question uh, also about the filmmakers. Uh, how you thought about ways to give filmmakers the attention they deserve in your festival if your festival uh, doesn't happen or happens digitally so do you have any concept uh, how to appreciate the works of the filmmakers uh, if your festival will not take place or will be taking place online uh, again, Anna? I, again it's something we we are still figuring out um, uh, for us now I know it's a bit weird because our festival we postponed it like four weeks ago, I think. Uh, but we're still in this phase. I mean, we don't see each other. We only talk online. We, we you know, I think to to really also work on ideas, it's good to to be in a group and, and discuss things back and forth. Right now, we're actually still uh, not recovering, but you know, still working working on the edition <laughs> next week. Um, or, or dealing with that and uh, I think in the next weeks or months we have to um, figure out a proper plan B and talk about what we do if, if the festival cannot happen in September but it's it's still early days and we still have to, to talk Thank about you. it. Mm -hmm. And so Sven? Yeah also for us uh, I think there are two levels to the whole thing of course a film needs to be appreciated by an audience and by the industry at the same time um, and also needs to be seen on, on some sort of screen anyways. But one thing that we have uh, as one of our priorities is that those, um, it's called logistical infrastructural things in, in, as part of the appreciation of films as it comes to um, 
having like nominations for the European Film Awards and then having films uh, being able to get their funding points for any funding bodies, all that. So this is something that we have a very close eye on, that this will be possible for filmmakers, that they can actually use those, um, those things that we have some sort of documentation that the film was selected at the festival. But of course, we won't be able to bring it to such a huge audience or that we would normally would love to bring it to. Okay, thank you. I already have to mention that, first of all, we need to slowly uh, wrap it up. Uh, second of all, that there's much more uh, questions than we can uh, answer today. I'm pretty sure that we, we have the, uh, a lot of material to organize another session uh, to answer all of that questions. Let me maybe uh, finish with uh, the, the last one uh, from Anna Głowińska. Uh, do you feel a need to change the programming? Uh, uh, directions of your event uh, as uh, after this pandemic of the global conscious uh, will surely change. So if we think that our audience will change after the pandemic, uh, do you consider uh, to also uh, make some changes in the direction of your programs? And this is the question I think to all of you. Uh, Marie Alain? Well, uh, in, from our side, we've already been thinking about like what will be the films that we will receive uh, for next March because uh, probably it's going to be weird because uh, a lot of uh, people cannot make, uh, cannot shoot the films they were planned to shoot. A lot of films that we were supposed to screen, maybe we will screen it on next year, like the thematic will be different. So yeah, I think in some way, I don't know how exactly and I don't know also how we will do to not only screen uh, films about uh, COVID or, uh, or uh, isolation or like about films uh, festival cancel and everything. So I think we will have to be creative at least for the next edition coming for uh, the, our next edition. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty convinced that the second day after we have to cancel that it will be really a weird edition and uh, as different as the one of this year. And probably after it will change some stuff also for the next one. But then I think we cannot, we cannot project as, uh, such as long, like uh, fall is already so far. No? So, but I think definitely it will change uh, the programming. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sven. Mm, I, I think, of course, we might look at quite a few special programs going on dealing with uh, pandemics and all that happening next year. But uh, for me, I think, it's not a worry, but it's uh, something that certainly will happen next year. There will be less films produced because um, all those films that would normally be produced right now, they, they just won't be there and perhaps some will be cancelled for uh, the lack of funding and all that. So I think there will be a dent in the amount of uh, films that will be uh, produced in total, which um, sometimes don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But of course, the uh, variety of films that we select from for the next editions, that'll be uh, way smaller than, than normally. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Anna? Um, maybe first in response to Sven, I think uh, restrictions always also cause a lot of good creativity. So maybe there will also be more interesting films, and not, not more in terms of number, but more in terms of variety as well. I don't know. I mean, we have to watch and we have to see how the audience will react. Um, uh, if I mean, I think last year already, or in the last couple of years already, the, the subject of climate change has, has been quite a topic of discussion also amongst festivals. So there were already, already discussions about how you can adjust your festivals to that. So uh, this has maybe been a bit sped up right now, uh, this process. 
Uh, I don't think that every festival should uh, make a program on the situation because I think that people will maybe also be a bit fed up of the subject. So it would probably also be nice just to to have continue with the with the broad themes or topics that we have in this world and be as uh, diverse as we are. But we will see. I mean, if the audience, because I, I if I uh, remember correctly, it was also in terms of the audience. If the audience will change the program. And we have to see what the audience will say. Holly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you. I I really wish to have a bit more time, but uh, I think we have to slowly finish the session. Uh, as I mentioned, we're gonna collect all the questions, and we are planning the next sessions. For now, uh, I would like to thank you uh, so much to all the panelists and uh, participants for their questions, and uh, for all of those who still. I have some doubts and uh, uh, thinking about going uh, online. Uh, let me invite you for the um, another session in a week at 22nd of uh, April at 3 p.m. We organize uh, a session called Going Viral, and then we will gonna uh, focus on the transferring your festival to the uh, to the, to an online event. And um, again, let me remind you also that this session was recorded and will be published on the Talking Shorts uh, website. Um, another uh, uh, thing is that I didn't introduce one more participant of this uh, of the session. Niels Putman is a person uh, is a person to contact if you are interested in joining short film conference. So you can all uh, reach him or uh, check all the details on our uh, website. And uh, at the end, uh, um, yeah, I hope. Uh, that we all stay safe. Uh, I wish you like good luck and uh, hope to see you all next week. Thank you. <laughs>